0: Hey, what's going on, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Awaken Life Podcast. You know me, my name is Victor, and I'm here with my wonderful and beautiful wife, Patty.
1: Hey, guys.
0: And today we have a little bit of an esoteric one for you. We're (laughs) going to talk about communication with beings from other dimensions and our experiences with that. Why are we, why are we doing that? That's such a weird topic. Well, (laughs) because it's something that happens to people, not everybody, but a lot of people as their vibration increases, they become more sensitive, they become more perceptive and therefore start to have real tangible experiences within their waking consciousness of other forms of consciousness that that they were previously blinded to yeah. in a sense. And aware it's of, it's, yeah. it's yeah, it's a it's a real thing that happens and it's been it's been something that we've been experiencing for like the last decade, all throughout our awakening, basically we've had many different types of experiences and our we just thought it'd be kind of fun to share about it. And maybe some of you guys out there who feel like you're going crazy, maybe you'll decide that, well, well Vic and Patty are crazy too, so now you don't <laughs> feel so bad. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but no seriously <laughs> I think that this shift in consciousness taking place on the planet a big part of it is that is is about realizing that we're not alone not alone in the universe not alone even here on earth that there are there's much more to life than we thought mm-hmm. and I think in the future there will be much more of a relationship between human beings and the other side and we can work kind of in harmony and help one another Mm -hmm. so i feel like if we can help you know settle people's nerves about this let, let allow you guys to kind of you know embrace what you're going through and sort of uh look at it as a very positive thing then i think having that attitude is very important for this dawning of awareness that we're all experiencing But anyways, before I get into this, I have a quick announcement. So I mentioned it before, but now it's more certain that Patty and I will both be going to uh, Rhythmia in Costa Rica this November 10th through the 18th. Um, We're not going to be alone. We're going to be with our good friends, uh, Aaron Dowdy and Leora Alexandra, other YouTubers. And um, we got enough people to go where we can all go now. We got like over (laughs) 50 people going from our audience. It's crazy. But this will probably, in fact, almost certainly be the last time we go to arrhythmia like this. We're going to sort of focus our direction elsewhere next year, all three of us. That's at least the consensus as of now. So if you guys were interested in going there with us, then this will probably be the last time we go um, for reasons that we're not going to discuss right now. Anyways, with that said, my friend, let's just jump into it. So Patty and I both had very early... I would say, brushes of contact with the other side well before we started kind of waking up in a formal sense. So mine was a story I'll share real quick when I was in a drug rehab facility in uh, and when I lived in Michigan, I was addicted to heroin and I was in and out of rehab several times and I think like the second or third or fourth, one of the times I was in there, I was so uh, mad because I it was like my first day. And when you go to rehab, typically you use drugs the day of. But once the drugs start to wear off and you know you're stuck there, you become really sick, at least me, really miserable. And it was like getting late. It was the last like didactic we had where there was this counselor. And he was a real, uh, he was a real religious sort of nut in a way. He was very um, almost like sanctimonious in his approach. And, uh, anyway, it, it pissed me off. I pissed off my little 18 year old self and I found myself arguing with him because I was so miserable. I didn't believe in God. I didn't believe in anything at the time. I just thought that life sucked and that's why I used drugs. Um, but anyway, I was like arguing with this guy back and forth saying, there is no God, you're full of shit, that kind of stuff. And I went back to my room mad, like really angry. And I was feeling like so sick. I remember sitting at the edge of my bed, like, uh, yelling, like yelling at God saying, God. If you really are real, I could really use your help right now. Where have you been? That kind of thing. And then I don't remember what happened after that moment. All I know is that I somehow fell asleep, which is almost impossible when you're just coming off a of heroin. Usually you don't sleep a wink for at least a full seven days. I'm talking not even five minutes. And I was out the whole night and I don't remember even going and laying down. I was just gone. And in this dream slash experience, there was an angel that came to me. And in this dream, basically, I woke up in, like, a heavenly realm. And, like, what would make, Victor, what do you mean heavenly realm? Why would you say that? Well, because it emanated love. In fact, every time I talk about it, I get choked up because I can remember how it feels. Just the purest, most unconditional, beautiful, like, light-slash-love energy just sort of overtook me when I woke up in this realm. And then if that couldn't get any more strong, this straight up angel appeared before me like in the distance and started kind of making its way towards me with his big wings. And as it got closer, I could feel the love from this angel getting closer and stronger and stronger. And eventually it wrapped its wings around me. And I felt such a strong, um, such an unimaginably strong feeling of love that I will never forget how I felt and there was way more to the dream and way more to the experience the the angel actually took me around and showed me all these lessons it showed me it sort of allowed me to flash back to my past and I was able to kind of see my my drug use from a bird's eye view um and just glean a lot of wisdom and get a lot of clarity but anyway I remember like when I woke up I gasped I was like (gasps) oh And I put, I like shoved myself out of bed. I was like, what the, f- what the hell was that? I, I was, my mind was blown. Um, and then I wrote down the experience. My intuition told me to write that down because uh, it was such a significant thing that my mind could barely wrap itself around. And I'm glad I wrote it down because it, that experience has always stuck with me. So that was my first <laughs> experience. Um, how about you, love?
1: Yeah, mine was much uh, different. <laughs> um, So um, when I was 13, my grandfather was really sick and um, he had cancer and um, I, looking back on it now, I don't remember exactly if it was like the day before or whatever, but I had a dream where he died and he like came to me in my dream. And it was either that day or the next day I found out that he had passed away. Um, and then I had a very similar experience with someone who was my brother's friend that I grew up with, who I hadn't seen in years. And, um, I had a dream about him and my mom had told me that he had passed away. Like suddenly he was young. It was not something that, um, it was, he was in a motorcycle accident. So, um, the next morning I woke up and my mom had mentioned that to me. Um, so though, I mean, my, my experience with connecting and like getting messages from the other side, that was like the first tangible two experiences that were connected to each other basically. Cause they were similar. Yeah. Um, but that was mine. <laughs> yeah. You know, not the, quite the, as, not quite as, well um, that was
0: like a, a divine intervention I feel for me. Like I was like, Well, it needed to be that way for
1: you because you were in such a dark place. Right, right.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that would have necessarily happened if I didn't really need it to happen. Right. Like I needed like a real wake up.
1: You always get the message that you need in the way that you need it. That's why everyone's messages and experiences are so different. Right. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's not like, wow, that's good for you, Vic. It's like, well, no, I was so screwed up that I needed such a such an intervention. So it's not yeah. even like a good thing. It just it just it is what it is. It's well, part of my life journey.
1: If I was to have that type of experience that you had, I would have probably not um internalized something like that. Because it I grew up like going to church and I had like a negative connotation with um Going to church, sort of. So yeah. I don't think that I would have saw the angel as like connected it differently. Yeah, you know? maybe, So yeah. It, it's 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 all perfect always. <laughs> you know. Yeah,
0: you know what? I, I don't even know if it was an angel. It was just that, that was my my consciousness's interpretation of the experience. It could have been anything. Could have mm-hmm. been myself from a future. Could mm-hmm. have been a spirit guide. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Um,
1: all of the above.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so we'll move on from that. So. I would say that was like you know that was when i was 18 years old but when i started to wake up kind of like go through a spiritual awakening that's when i started to have other types of experiences not not always so pleasant honestly the first my first like real encounters with the other side in the beginning of my awakening were with the negative entities it started off with my dreams i went through like a four or five day period where literally every single time i fell asleep without fail I would wake up like I would, it would become a lucid dream every time, but the lucid dream was in a very scary, dark, like nightmarish type of like evil realm. And every time I'd wake up in these scary ass places, there would be these scary ass beings, these like Mm -hmm. really creepy, monstrous looking entities that would chase me and they would like torture me sort of in in really creepy ways. And I I don't know if you remember that, but I went through Mm -hmm. a phase where I was literally afraid to fall asleep. I didn't know what the hell to do with myself. (laughs) Um, And and if that wasn't enough, they started to kind of blend in with my waking reality where I was able to sort of sense them and even somewhat perceive them visually in like my room, in our house, even while I was awake. I felt like I was being haunted and picked on by these really scary negative beings. And uh, I know a lot of people reach out to me for that. Now, in the end, I found it to be extremely empowering and valuable when I finally realized that these these negative sort of consciousnesses were only made to be mighty in my mind because of my fear of them. Mm -hmm. Once I realized that, you know, I eventually got sick of them Mm -hmm. where I got pissed off one time in the middle of a lucid dream, instead of running from them. I freaking chased them. I had this one guy <laughs> appeared in my room. So what happened basically is this can be what people call a false wake up, where you you're sleeping right, and then you you think you wake up because you you you're, you wake up consciously, and everything in your room or wherever you fell asleep is the exact same. So you think you're awake for a little bit until crazy shit starts happening and you realize it's still a dream. Well, that happened. I had a false wake up. I was in my room. Sure enough, <laughs> in my window, this negative being popped up and sort of looked at me and came in the room and I stood up out of bed and I was like, what? And I, I started running towards it and I and this being started to run away and it kind of jumped out the window, I remember. And I remember watching it run away, seeing how like gumpy and unathletic and uncoordinated and sort of pathetic looking it was I was like oh my goodness I allowed this sort of sad thing scare the crap out of me but once I saw it with empowered eyes I realized that these things aren't scary at all they're they're sort of a lower dimensional beings that I'm actually in truth more powerful than them and then so even though I've had experiences with them a little bit you know since then I really don't mind I don't freak out I, I kind of ignore them and I know they have no power over me. So anyway, long story short, that was, uh, that was a very valuable experience for me, but that was sort of, you know, definitely classify as an experience with the other side for sure. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I, it's funny because I've not really had, um, any experiences like that with negative beings, um, Definitely not like that in my dreams. Like I think when I was like really little, I used to like feel afraid.
0: Like sleep paralysis, that kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah. I would
1: like wake up sometimes and like scream, but nothing would come out, you know? Right. Um but yeah. That's it's, it's, okay. It's, I knew I knew you didn't yeah. have that. I just wanted to share that because <clears throat> I know all,
0: there then I can't tell you how many emails I've received from people totally freaking out. Victor, why is this happening? Blah blah blah. And I could see because I freaked out too. But the the reality is, is they're not. They're only as they're powerful like, as like, you
1: make them in your mind.
0: Yeah, they're projections of your own fears. The yeah. way I look at it, mm. and they're there to they're they're there to help you get over that fear. So yeah. they're really doing you a favor. And if you could look at them again with empowered eyes, then then whether they're there or not it doesn't even matter because they just don't affect you.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: But anyway, so then beyond that, you know, we started having other experiences you want to share about like with with like mushrooms. You said you had like an ET experience I wrote down for you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I've had a lot of different experiences with different like spirit guides and beings, elemental and alien beings Um Plant spirits. So for for me, this is like really. I have I have a broad spectrum as to what I can talk about. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I actually had um a very uh important. I I I, I feel for me specifically, it was a very important um journey. It was with mushrooms, and um I had taken them alone, and um. Of all these beings sort of came into my vision and uh, they all looked different. They were all very much alien from a different dimension. And some of them were pretty frightening looking. Um, and they all looked at me and they kind of just were there. And I was like, wow, there's all these beings here. Okay, now what? <laughs> so I just sort of observed them. I tried not to allow fear to come in because that's not helpful. So I just kind of observed them and... Was kind of like okay, what's the message here? And then they sort of disappeared, and they all came back wearing this the same costume. They were all like in humanoid form with like a scuba gear. It looked like they had like these big, huge, um, like scuba helmet things, like when you're in scuba diving, (laughs) like that. And the message was that we're all sort of wearing a costume and it doesn't matter what the costume looks like. It's what the energy of the being is because I could pick up the different energies of all the different beings. Yeah. And there was a dragon being who looked literally like something from Game of Thrones or, or some, something from that. It was a dragon wow, being cool. that had um, lots of texture to its... Uh, skin i guess if you would it scales yeah. you know <laughs> um and but the but the dragon being had the most benevolent eyes out of all of the uh-huh. beings really? and um even though it was the most like scary looking if i was to define it with a word it would have looked the most frightening but it was the eyes is what i noticed and like when i think back on that moment i i look at the eyes and it was just like they just were giving me so much love, and um, honestly, that was um, the most defining moment in that in that whole experience. But the message was, we're all wearing a costume. It doesn't matter what we all look like. It's right. it's the, our skin is a costume. Their skin is a costume, and it's all we're all soul beings of light, and we all spread our different energy as it's resonant.
0: Well, that's beautiful. I, I never mm-hmm. actually heard you describe it to me in that detail with like the eyes of the dragon mm-hmm. being. That's really neat, man. That's awesome. Mm. You know, I've had a similar experience on mushrooms where, yeah, we went through a phase where we are growing mushrooms and taking them a lot. Um not really to party with. We were literally taking them to explore our, our, our mind, basically. And yeah, and I was, cool stuff
1: I would like to take them to really, like, heal my inner wounds. Like, yeah. I, they were very powerful for that, for me, especially yeah, when we I were younger. Yeah, I remember that.
0: In fact, I thought that time is when you got the message that you were, like, harming. Like, was that was that when you had the, the, the That was on,
1: uh, uh, yeah, I, uh, that was one of the, that was many years ago. That was one of the first, like, handful of times that we had taken mushrooms. But, yeah. What you're talking about is when I realized, like, I still harm myself. Or Yes, that's
0: what I thought, yes. E- I thought it was during that journey. I guess we're going off on a tangent here, maybe, but...
1: Yeah, we are. Well, there's been many times that they've reflected that to me. So I see, it's, yeah. yeah. And I, I say they because, for me, the the mushrooms seem like multi-energetic beings. So they they kind of, um, a lot of like shamans will call them los niños, the Mm -hmm. little children, you know, because there's many of them that kind of come out and sometimes they're very playful and sometimes they're very reflective and, and show you, um, what you either need to work on or heal or whatever. And yeah. 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 So that's why I call them they. I see. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So uh, around the same time is when I, again, I was taking mushrooms as well and I would have. This was after my once I had my kundalini awakening, and I would take mushrooms every single time. There would be beings that would show up, and for me, they were not at all. They're almost impossible to describe. They're not at all humanoid. They would kind of float there in space above me, and they looked almost like complex octopus yeah, i was
1: gonna say multiple legs or yeah something.
0: like very complex looking creatures that i would i don't even know if i could draw them if i tried mm-hmm. but 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 like you said it, the costume was one thing and initially quite off-putting um like i they, they used to get kind of freaked out and i would I'd leave the room and try to avoid them but they just followed me wherever i went
1: right well especially at this time sorry to interrupt you but um at that time it was that was many years ago. That yeah. was like what, like ten years ago.
0: Yes, about that.
1: When that would was happening, where my experience was much more recent. This, this what I was talking about with the dragon being.
0: Oh, I yeah. see. Okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, eventually, I realized that I couldn't run away from these beings. I remember literally they they'd be they would appear before my eyes, and I would I would go from room to room, you know, out of fear. Like what the hell is this? But eventually, once I realized they weren't going to leave me alone, I just went down. I went back into my room and kind of sat there and just observed them. And then they started to kind of like come towards me. And my intuition was just like as unusual as this is, Victor, just this is the time just to kind of let go. So I did, I just let go. I, I realized there was no running from them. So I just sort of yielded to the experience. And they they would come in and they would kind of clear my energy. It was hard to describe, but they would come in and kind of like I would almost feel them sort of like going through my body. And when this would happen <clears throat> when this would happen, I would start to feel so good. I could tell they were like working on me and helping me and literally like clearing out my chakras and clearing out my spine of all this residue and energy and I would just let them go do their thing for like a period of maybe 20 minutes to a half hour. And after, excuse me, I have a lot of allergies right now. Afterwards, I would feel extremely good. Not like blissed out, but like really, really tuned in. I'd feel very, very clear, very, very much aligned with my true self. And I would feel like I had access to like my soul's wisdom for a while afterwards so anyways this would happen almost every time i would take mushrooms you know from that point forward and it was always the same thing these beings would appear eventually they i came to see them as like friends Hey, right, what's up guys and they come in they clear my energy out. And then I would like have an amazing journey because they would eventually leave and I would have this like really expanded state of consciousness. I'd get to like then do like some inner work with and look at my life from. So it was, again, a very positive experience with very unusual beings that I could totally see freaking most people out big time. Um, But in the end, it was the energy that allowed me to relax. Yeah. Because I I could just, I felt no, I didn't feel ill will from that. I felt initially a neutrality. And then once I saw what they were doing, it was like a love.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so important that when you're dealing with like um, different types of beings, to have the awareness that like what they, their physical bodies look like, what they show you, it it might it, your minds are going to define it as something, and it's important to not. Um, really like listen and feed into what our definitions are because you have to feel the energy of it. And that's yeah. more important than what the mm-hmm. beings look like because different beings look different than us. So what we see as normal, they might think is kind of weird. Like they might think that our hair is all weird and right, you know, but they don't judge it as far as I know. Some <laughs> to, do, not some to don't. me. Some do. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Saying, but yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, because you can really make yourself feel very afraid when you attach to definitions of what should or shouldn't be.
0: Right, right. And it can be a period of reminding yourself to be neutral because I think it's natural that we we, we all have a, a sort of a collective agreement of what scary is, what's a mm-hmm. foreign, yeah. you know. I think just something that's so foreign to our mind and yet you can sense power from. It's hard not to be, at least for me, to... Uh, feel fear initially, but, but just being, yeah. just reminding, like you said, I, I applied that every time that would happen, I would just try to stay present and trust my intuition and trust the energy of the situation. And then I was able to kind of have a lot of nice, pleasant experiences mm-hmm. as a result. Yeah. Okay. So now we'll get into a little bit more. Um, <clears throat> both Patty and I have had more, I would say typical, ET encounters. What we just described was a little bit more atypical, not something you hear a lot. But we both have had experiences with, uh, you know, we've had experience with the Pleiadians, mm-hmm. the Yael, I believe. Wasn't that the ones that came to you a, a long time ago? No,
1: that was the Pleiadians. Oh, I see. Yeah, I realized it was the Pleiadians, and I didn't realize it until years later. It wasn't like you want to so... share about your
0: Pleiadian experience, yeah? Sure, here.
1: <laughs> sure. So um, this was probably. For four years ago, maybe five, maybe, I don't know. It was before we moved from Michigan, Michigan to San Diego. But I think it was, I'm not certain if it was before I was pregnant with Sebastian or after he was born. So the time is a little bit, um, the exact timing is, is, uh, foggy. But, um, anyway, I started, feeling very much like I was getting contacted by beings and it was happening for a couple of days and finally I said, babe, I feel like there's like a race, like beings that are trying to contact me and like give me information. And, um, so I started to like try to meditate and like And, um, like communicate with them and try to get, understand like what they're trying to communicate because it was not coherent for me. Nothing was clear. And, um, so I started like really actively, like trying to contact them. And one night, um, I was laying in bed and I was like kind of starting to fall asleep and I had opened my eyes and there was a hand coming towards my face and i immediately was like oh shit and felt afraid and then the hand disappeared and then they stopped contacting me because they realized now i know it's because they realized i wasn't ready right and their their intention was not to scare me um their intention was to uh use me as some sort of like channel vessel sort of thing um And then I recently had a a reading with um, Jennifer, who's this beautiful, beautiful woman that we... um use it for our Sedona retreats as, as she does readings and she's amazing. And she keeps telling me that I need to get back into channeling because I was correct with the fact that they were the Pleiadians that were trying to contact me. But at the time they were really the only name of beings that I knew. So I was like, not sure. Like, is it the Pleiadians or is it just because I only know the Pleiadian (laughs) name? Like, could it be someone else? I don't know. Um, so anyway that was like their reasoning for trying to get in touch with me yeah did i did i was that coherent did i wrap that up okay yeah okay i was just i'm
0: stuck on i think it's kind of funny how a lot of people's experiences with ets are like at night and it just seems to me like
1: it's silly don't you think they know we sleep at night well, it seems like if there was
0: a hand of any kind that wasn't like the children or you coming at me in the middle of the night, I think anybody would be afraid. Like, like I, th- I just find it as like a humorous way of going about warming you up. Right. <laughs>
1: well, it's just because their um, understanding of their reality is not the same as our understanding no, of our exactly. reality. There's so it's like, they're like, everyone. well, why wouldn't <laughs> she's trying to contact us? Trying why trying wouldn't a, that be okay? or something. Yeah. Yeah
0: i'm going in for a massage right never mind it's only three fingers coming at you no yeah <laughs> anyways oh. so i've had i had another i'll share real quick i've had quite a few and so have you but we're all, we're kind of just sharing some of them mm-hmm. i had an experience one time where i was dreaming and it was, it was a lucid dream and it was like a lucid dream and me and patty were back at my old patty used to live with me and my parents a long time ago when we first started dating and we were like in my room and uh there was an E.T. that was just sort of present there in the room, and we were talking to them. And I asked who they were, and they said the Esasani. The Esasani is like Bashar. If you guys ever hear from Bashar, you can Google him or YouTube him. Really, He's a really good channeler. And the Esasani is like one of the hybrid races. Take that for what you will. Um, and so it was, like, to my own perception, it was from them. And I forgot what we discussed, but there was a bunch of questions I had, and it was like a real clear sort of communication. And eventually... Decided decided it was a female, and she decided to leave. And and me and you were like watching out the window as this being left in this spaceship, and it like, kind of flew off. And I'll never forget how I felt. I, me and you both were like awestruck. We were both. We had this really unmistakable feeling of like, like a joyful, heartfelt discovery. Like we realized that. <gasps> this is our friends and family. We have a huge group of friends and family. And it was like remembering that for the first time. And when they left, we were just so like, oh, we just felt so, not so much fascinated by the experience, but more so connected to the feeling of that's, that's our crew. That's us, that's, that's part of our like soul family. And mm-hmm. we just got to, we, we had forgotten about them and now we just remembered them. So it was a very positive, amazing experience. Um, so there's that
1: yeah, I feel like, um like- w- since we're all souls, right, there's no reason in my in my mind that we all couldn't be connected in some way, shape, or form to other beings, you know, like our souls. that's why what the star seeds are, right, Isn't for sure, so it's like, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, no. I, I'm down. I Yeah. I think we all have a lot of connections and when relevant, we'll become aware of them. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say beyond that, a lot of our recent communication with the other side has been, at least for me, like with the plant teachers, mm-hmm. like when you take ayahuasca, when you take psychedelic mushrooms, when you take a uh,
1: any sort of any plant, a lot
0: of the plant medicines, in particular. Any plant
1: with intention. You take There's, spinach with intention. <laughs> yeah, it's it,
0: you you know when you're it's it's a whole almost like a mystical experience you go through. It's not like I took a drug which has predictable effects. There is a, a for me an unmistakable awareness that you're working with, of extremely wise consciousness mm-hmm. and the consciousness has like the position of a teacher mm-hmm. and you kind of work with it and you, you kind of yield and trust it and it, it helps, it helps you heal. It helps you realize the nature, some more the nature of reality, the nature of the self. And it's like, it's, it's a literal plant consciousness teacher. And me and you take ayahuasca quite frequently as well as San Pedro is one Mm -hmm. I couldn't think of and also magic mushrooms. And every time it's like we're working with our teachers.
1: Yeah. And those are just a, a few of the psychoactive plants. But I mean, you can have a connection with any plant and you can still get the same benefits. They're there to help you. Right. So if you feel really connected to the willow tree, you can really go and just connect with that consciousness and really be use them as, as a teacher, you know? Yeah. They, they love it. Like when you go, I love to like go and walk and just like drag my hands on like the leaves of the bushes and the leaves of like any trees or, or just put my hands on them because it's like, they love when you do that. They love when you just like say, Hey, how's it going?
0: Right. And that would have sounded a little bit crazy to me. I don't know why, after all I discussed here, but I've experienced well, this with, with those kind of regular plants as well.
1: I can understand that because when you're drinking something like ayahuasca or, or San Pedro or mushrooms, that gives you a f- tangible experience internally. An, an obvious one, yeah. Right. Whereas like <clears throat> when you connect with rose, it's more subtle because it's not psychoactive you know so yeah. it's um i can understand that
0: and i would say it does it's not always subtle just based on <laughs> you when Pat, patty does these shamanic dietas where she will restrict her diet and she will consume various plants like the ajo sancho
1: ajo sacha, ajo
0: sacha. um and and upcoming in a couple of weeks she'll be doing the rose just rose not
1: even a week in a week from yesterday so. yeah And just just describe
0: what that entails. I'm trying to do it for you, but you can do it better than I could.
1: Okay, so a plant dieta is um, basically where you restrict your diet to certain things. So I can't eat mangoes, (laughs) grapes, (laughs) um, melon. um, I I can't have salt, uh, nothing fried, uh, no no chili peppers, no onions, no leeks. Basically, it's very specific um, to open you up energetically. You want to limit like your sugar. You can't have uh, sex with someone else or yourself. You have to be very... Um, like purified. Purified, right? yeah. And then what else? And um, basically, in the morning and in the evening, I drink the plant... Tea. So with the ajo sacha, I just made a tea and the rose, I'll do the same. Um, And uh, I meditate with the plant for anywhere from like 15 minutes to an hour. And I do that twice a day. And um, basically, you just call in the spirit of the plant and you ingest it, and it really. Um, helps you with healing and and then it becomes your ally so now I have ajo sacha which is wild jungle garlic but it basically helps unlock your subconscious so it's good for lucid dreaming and um it really helped me release a lot of past life uh things Then. um uh, Anyway, but Rose is really good for self-love and intimacy with self and others. And it's a, it's heart medicine. So it really is heart opening and wonderful. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Did, yeah, that I, was, did I answer the question? That was good. No, I feel I I like I went off on a tangent. <laughs> well, it's okay.
0: It's, it's probably pretty interesting to people. It's, it's interesting to me. Um, but what I wanted to share is that even with those types of plants, it can be obvious. Like I was a little bit skeptical and wondering why she would go to such length to be so restricted just to drink like a, you know, a non-psychoactive plant. <laughs> but when she does these dietas, I, <clears throat> I am able to even experience the, this consciousness and like the personalities of these plants. They, mm-hmm. The last time the Ajo Santo,
1: Sacha. Sacha. (laughs) You can just call it Ajo.
0: The Ajo, they came to me in a dream. And it was very unmistakable, very vivid in my dream. And there was like multiple expressions of them. And they seemed very neutral. I think they were just making their presence known to me for whatever reason. I, I suspect just to show me that.
1: Well, I helped me
0: understand why Patty does this. I
1: asked them to uh, I asked him to, to, uh, well, they did. Mm-hmm.
0: And it was, it was, it was fascinating. So I would, I would, I had a few different dreams that night where I would, you know, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I'd go back to sleep. And every time I fell asleep, they were just there in my mm-hmm. dream, just kind of like not really telling me anything again, just sort of making their presence known. And there was molt, There was several of them. Yeah. Um, and they, they they appeared to mean somewhat of a humanoid form, but I had the intuition that it was them. Mm-hmm. I I sort of knew that every time. Um, so.
1: And then didn't you wake up and see, <clears throat> see them like?
0: Yes, I did. I remember. I, I, if that wasn't enough, I woke up and I could literally see them sort of hovering over Patty. There was like three of them, and one of them was very, very bright. Had a very bright light, like uh, a beautiful like divine light type of auric energy, <clears throat> auric energy. And it was just sort of like watching over her. Mm-hmm. So again, that was just that I'm, I'm mainly went on into all that just to show people just how alive the world we live in is. And if, you, if the idea of ETs freaks you out, then if you are interested in this type of experience then you could have them with a freaking dandelion, a plant, yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. because they're all alive and they all have consciousness, at least, based on our own experiences, I would conclude that with with relative certainty, at least to my perception.
1: Um, One thing I will mention is that not all plants are safe to be ingested. So please don't just start making tea with certain plants because they might not be safe to eat. Um, But you can still diet plants if they're not safe to eat. You can diet with crystals. If you really resonate with like amethyst, you can put it in water and then drink the water. But also make sure you can ingest that too because some crystals have minerals that are not good for you um so i mean you can diet anything you can diet rocks and uh, anything in nature anything that resonates with you that you want to connect with that energy and that spirit of that you can do that
0: yeah so we'll go ahead and wrap this up in a minute i'll share about my recent experience with my spirit guides um, okay. That's more of a, I'd say, normal topic <laughs> compared to what we've been going off on. So I, <laughs> I recently, could talk about this
1: all day. So <clears throat> I know, me know, too. I could go off.
0: I recently went through this really good uh, channeling course taught by a woman named mm-hmm. Betsy Morgan. She's like a, a very well-known channeling teacher. She's been doing it for 20 years. And my, my YouTuber friend, Melanie Beckler, helped this, this woman, Betsy, put this learning to channel course together. And when I was going through her course um one of the exercises is to help you contact your three most easy to communicate with spirit guides or something, your three yeah, yeah that was like the, mm-hmm. the exercise right and I was doing it and I was like I was all excited I thought there'd be some coolie teas or something <laughs> coming in but you know what came through all of my grandparents it was actually all four of them they're all deceased and I I knew three of them the first one was my father's father whom I've never met but my my all the psychics I've ever seen have always said, oh, your, your grandfather watched over you. Mm-hmm. And I'd always ask which one. And they'd say, your father's father. And I never understood because I, I never met him. But mm-hmm. it was him. He had like the strongest presence. And then my other grandpa on my mom's side. And then my, uh, my grandma on my dad's side. And then I could tell, almost like my other grandma was there, like, well, you only called in three, but I, I would have preferred to come. So I kind of <laughs> sensed all four of them. <clears throat> All right. So whenever I talk about it, like the other side, I get choked up because there's always this quality of love. Like when I when that happened, I could feel their love for me. I could feel that. I could tell that they were all like proud of me, and it was like it's like a. For me, it's not like a very visual. I didn't just see them materialize before me but I, I could very much so feel their energy and very notably feel their, their affection towards me. That's like, that's like the, the real <clears throat> experience for me. Um, so it was powerful, man. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was, beautiful. was, very, it was yeah. very cool to have my... Now, since then, my, I've, I can tune into them whenever I want, mm-hmm. like my grandparents. Yeah, your grandma, like my allies. your
1: dad's mom has come to me. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I told you that it was years ago. One time she came to me, um, but I I get ex- I've had experiences with my grandparents. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> my mom's dad died when I was like five, and or maybe even younger. I don't I I don't remember exactly, um, but he would he comes to me as my spirit animal, my my the egret or whatever. It looks like a crane. Yeah. kind of the, a white bird and he comes to me as that and uh whenever something big is happening so i ever, whenever i see that in person then i always know oh yeah what's happening and <laughs> what's gonna be happening now it's neat
0: man just to go over all of this right now like you know we've had these experiences but we don't often talk about them in this great detail but mm-hmm. when we do this i can almost feel I can feel connected to the other side big time just right now in this moment talking. Right. They're saying, hey, guys. Yeah. They're probably all like, dude, they're talking about us. Come see. (laughs) Yay. Oh, yeah. I was going to mention, if you guys are interested in that exact channeling course, I'm going to leave a link in the description of both the iTunes um, description and also on my website because that's something that Melanie allowed me to to once in a while um, present to my audience. It's not my course but I've taken it and it worked beautifully. I'm going to leave a link to that. If you guys want to check it out, feel free. It really it's worked amazing. for me. Betsy it is amazing. Is like so Betsy's sweet. Betsy's a freaking rock star. I a love teacher. her. Yeah.
1: I'm like, can I just, I want to like meet her in person and just give her a hug because she's so sweet. She, she really yeah. is. Just yeah. Like the, the teacher is
0: a very, very sweet, very high conscious, very loving and yet strong full of personality yeah. just a really a, a just a lovely human being and she just I couldn't imagine a better teacher right. for that
1: yeah for and sure. just her
0: techniques are fantastic um but beyond that I wanted to kind of sum up with this one of the realizations I've been having recently with the plant medicine in regards to what we're discussing is that all of these other beings these other consciousnesses these spirit guides they they literally are all us mm-hmm. they really Uh, from a higher level of consciousness, they are just, they're reflections of what we actually are in totality. Mm -hmm. So I think having that sort of empowered viewpoint will allow people to experience them more rather than seeking in sort of a desperate way, I'd love to have that experience, I'm not good enough, like a lot of us can have when people, when we haven't had those experiences. Mm -hmm. I know people have reached out to me, um, wondering why they're not having it just understand that they are you then then when you know that then you're like an equal they're yeah. not above you they are part of you they're made from you and your energy and when you have the understanding then uh, it's, it's very empowering and I think it's yeah. just like the level of consciousness we're going into rather than needing all these spirit allies it's, rem- it's sort of realizing that we are that we are all connected at a very right. intimate level.
1: And I also want to add to that um, some people may have already be having the experience, but because their definition of what the experience is uh, or should be is different than what is happening, they're not, they're missing it. Yeah. You know, so just if, if you are feeling like you're not having the experience that you want to have. No, you're having the experience you need to have and yeah. that it's all perfect and when you're ready to release your definition of what an esoteric experience with beings might be look like then it'll happen for you in a way that you'll be like ah oh, so that's been happening my whole life yeah you know It doesn't have to be where you see beings in in your room. Obvious thing, yeah. You know, it can be because there's people that have way more tangible experiences with beings than us. But um, but that's because that's what they need
0: yeah yeah. (laughs) hey guys let us know if you enjoyed this episode and it just it just popped in my head maybe we could do an episode on sharing some ways that people could open up to these experiences for those who are interested i think we could definitely share some tips and things that we've done to help kind of open up our sensitivity Mm -hmm. in this regard um so if that's an interest to you go ahead and leave a comment or a review mentioning that and me and patty will perhaps we'll do an episode on that in the future yeah okay Again, remember that link to uh, the Learning the Channel course by Betsy will be in the description. And remember, if you guys are down for uh, Rhythmia, it's probably our last time going. It's going to be epic. it was yeah, been I'm epic last get to time. Go. Patty gets to go. We are so <laughs> stoked. It's such a blast and so transformative, like ridiculously transformative, too. It's not just a vacation, a lot of work gets done. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, my friend, it's been fun. It's kind of a longer than usual episode, but I didn't want to cut it off because I felt like we were. Having a, it was a fun topic, a discussion even for yeah, us. Yeah,
1: we probably could have made it even longer, but it's.
0: We could have, yeah. Maybe we'll do a part two another time because we've yeah. had many more than we've discussed here yeah. experiences. But anyways, my friends, peace out. You guys have an amazing week. We'll be in touch next time. Namaste. Namaste.